G'day, party animals. Welcome back to Gaberhood. I am your host, Ed Wilson from Brown Bear Coaching. Gaberhood is an inclusive podcast for exploring gay male lives to help us find ourselves each other, and our own place in the global gayberhood. Today, I'm having an interview with a guy called Shake. He is just a regular damn guy, regular damn gay guy. Uh, You're going to hear about the second worst industrial disaster after Chernobyl. Pretty good, huh? Deep college crushing, apps and dating, shame, life audits, and self-love through non-negotiables. Have an absolutely wonderful time. Kisses and love. Welcome to Gaberhood, a real talk podcast bringing gay and queer men closer together, one gay at a time. I'm your host, Ed Wilson. Today, we're meeting a certain special someone, Shake Ashraf. Howdy, neighbor. Welcome to Gaberhood. Hey, thank you, Ed. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. Let's start with some introductions. Shake, what are some things you would like listeners to know about you? I live in New Zealand from India. I've been living in New Zealand for like past 13 years. I work in IT. I'm very passionate about technology, video games, and in general, um, reading books and stuff. Um, I love traveling. Uh, that's that's one of the passion that I've discovered. Excellent. So, yeah. Cool. So you're a regular guy that I just know, right? And the idea of bringing you onto the show today is just to have, quote unquote, interview with a regular gay. Um, do you consider yourself gay? Is that the, the label that you like to use? Oh, definitely. Yes, I'm very proud of it. So you said you've been in New Zealand 13 years. Where are you? Where were you born or where did you come from? I was born in India from, I'm from this very small town called Bhopal. So just to give a perspective, Mumbai is like probably 10 years behind New New Zealand or Auckland. So you think about Bhopal is probably like 20 years behind. Oh, wow. In terms of technology. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a very small town. Um, used to be ruled by the women ruler. And uh, it's a city of culture. It's, it's called City of Lakes. Would you recommend it to listeners to go and visit? Oh, yes, definitely. Um, so after Chernobyl, there's a second worst man-made disaster happened in Bhopal. Oh, wow. In 1983. I was born in 1986, so I was fine. But I think my family suffered a lot. What was it? Was it a nuclear disaster? There was this pesticide company, an American company named Dow Chemicals. So they set up their plant in uh, Bhopal. And they claimed that the safety measures and security measures are exactly the same as they have a plant in Texas. Mm. Well, it was completely lie. Oh dear. So on the night of 2nd December or 3rd December uh, at midnight, one of the chamber of methyl isocyanide. So now this is cyanide gas, which is extremely poisonous. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the same as like the kind of Russian Soviet nerve gas? Yes, yes. Right. So it's also very reactive to water. So once it reacts with water, it explodes. So I think the first cylinder exploded and then, you know, it leads to further cylinders being exploded. Oh, my God. People say that the lucky people were who were died in their sleep. Oh, my God. Unluckiest one have to survive. Wow. Yeah. Bear it in mind, this gas not only impacted humans. It impacted animals. Yeah. So think about the chaos on street. Everyone is running. Animals are running. Birds, bats, cows, dogs, cats, everything is just moving in directions. People are getting run over by cows and other animals. Wow. It's chaos. Absolutely. Wow. What a thing to be famous for. Yeah. <laughs> wow. What a piece of history. Yes, yes, yeah. Um, we also have like Asia's biggest uh, mosque. It's called Tajul um, Masajid. Uh-huh. And also, I think after Hajj, the second biggest congregation of Muslims happened in my hometown. 
So there are other things we are also famous for. It's cool. Yeah, not just one. That's that's awesome. I just wanted to end things on a positive note for my home. <laughs> <laughs> are you a spiritual or religious person? I am. Yeah. So I fast uh, during Ramadan and uh, quite religiously. I do drink alcohol and stuff, but uh-huh. during Ramadan, I'm like, no alcohol, no nothing. Not meeting guys. Right. You know, we didn't prepare anything to talk about being Muslim and gay, but would you mind inserting that a bit later? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Because you've brought to me your special topic that you want to talk to me about today in particular is uh, gay dating, and we will get there. Uh, and whether you change yourself or don't change yourself to uh, achieve success to the best of your ability in gay dating. But yeah, if you want to, um, I'd love to hear more about uh, your experience as a, as a gay Muslim man. So it is, okay, I'll give you two perspectives. Mm-hmm. First perspective is from the other gay Muslim men that I met. The second perspective is the non-Muslim gay men when they see me. Yeah, I bet. So the first perspective is I had a lot of friends who were Muslim and they were gay. They had a lot of issues among themselves. A, first of all, they used to think since they are Muslim, they can't be gay. Or if they are gay, they can't be Muslim. Mm. But it is like they can't leave either. And they were in this just constant dilemma. And uh, of being this or that. I, I remember one of my friends, he had some religious uh, scribblings or sculptures things on hanged on his wall. And he told me like whenever he goes and have sex with, he takes the, those things down. And I'm like, oh God, this is... <laughs> but I think... <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I think there is a lot of resentment towards themselves. They feel that, you know, oh my God. And they think that, you know, I'm not able to control my temptations. Um, I'm devout Muslim. But then I didn't, I did not struggle with that. I'm like, mm. okay, fine. Mm. Even if it's a sin, okay, then I'm, I'm doing a sin. Mm. You know, I was, I was very clear in my conscience that, you know, me being gay, I'm not harming anyone. Mm. Uh, people are doing more worse things than me. Mm. Um, it's fine. The second perspective is that, you know, when other people, non-Muslim people see, so there is, there's generally like a shock, like, oh, you're Muslim and you're gay. Yeah. You're openly. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Growing up in India, when I'm used to meet people, people used to have almost like a fetish to meet gay Muslim men. I have no idea, but that worked well, very well for me. Oh, it kind (laughs) of, it's a forbidden fruit, right? You, you always want what you can't have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was the like, you know, the exotic oh, wow. sort of variety which is not available. And I was totally fine with it. I'm Good like, for yes. you. Good for you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it makes everything a bit spicier, right? A bit more interesting, just a bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love yeah. that. That's so cool. Yeah. Man, I could ask you a million questions on this topic. Um, but just... In brief, like, what would you like to say to to both sides of this coin, I guess, people who, you know, our global gay brothers, sisters and non-binaries and queer people, and and what do you just want to say about, I don't know, being a Muslim and relating to the rainbow community? And then also, what would you like to say to the, you know, non-Muslim rainbow community? community did i get this right is that the two different groups <laughs> i don't think yes. it is. yeah it is yeah the muslims yeah. and the non-muslims and just do you have a message for them i mean okay so i was i think i was very lucky that i was born as a muslim gay man in india had it been if i was born in saudi arabia i wouldn't been be talking to you right now right because <laughs> either i would have been stoned to death right or i was married to some yeah <laughs> some to a woman. woman or hung from a yes. crane yeah. Yeah. So it also depends, you know, where you are from. Um, I think in India we we did get a lot of liberty. At least um a threat of life wasn't there. Mm. So again, if somebody is gay and it's in Saudi Arabia or any other country where gay rights are not there or non-existent, I would say focus on survival. Yeah. Because survival comes first. Yeah. You need to survive. Yeah. And that um, includes if you need to, you know, hiding your authentic self, right? Exactly. And you don't need to be ashamed about it that, you know, oh my God, I'm living a lie. Because if you live for another day, then you can make a difference. Yeah. Um, Of course, fight for your rights, but survive. Yeah. I think that's the main main thing. Second thing is if you are living in a moderate country where, you know, the life threat is not there, 
just don't put too much pressure on yourself like when when i was going through i was very clear about it that you know okay fine i'm not going to put too much pressure about on myself i'll be like you know a devout muslim and gay and this and that and all that i'm like i'll just do whatever i feel like it's is good and i'll just do that i've been practicing ramadan for past i think i started around when i was 13 and i'm like i'll be 36 this year mm-hmm. so for a really long time every year without fail i'm doing ramadan mm. and that's one month which is very power, powerful for me because mm. a it gives me strength b it gives me like you know self control mm. See, it's just like a good detox exercise that you know you still like from the guys. <laughs> Something more like- gays could use, I guess. <laughs> exactly. Like, um- Dude, let's invent. If you don't mind, like, let's invent a version of like gay Ramadan where we do a global gay detox and just practice <laughs> yeah. our self restraint and love each other. Yeah, I actually highly recommend everyone to do it because mm. during that month. I have no expectation because I know that I will not hook up with anyone. Right. I will not waste any time right. on grinding, yeah, or any of those things. Yeah, and I save so much time to do like other things. So yeah, it works well for me. Oh, lovely! Thank you, thank you for that. Mm-hmm. All right, so we'll move forward into uh, some of the regular questions, uh, and we'll start with your gay life and and history and your story. Um, so. When did you realize that you were different? Um, that's a good question. I think very early age. I must be like seven or eight. Uh huh. Because I was not not at all interested in in girls at all. I was like, no, no, no. I think girls are good for friendship and stuff. They look pretty, but then. And this occurred to you at seven or eight? Yeah, because as a kid, we used to play cricket. In my colony, there were like other kids. uh were older than me and we used to all go together in a ground and i think i think that's when i got introduced to older men than me oh. and i enjoyed their company mm. more than the girls um so that's when i knew that you know okay this is something different uh, i definitely enjoy the company of men right not in a sexual way you liked hanging out yeah i was just more comfortable Yeah. And I think when I discovered more then I was like okay yeah definitely it's this. Ah uh, yeah so that that is the next question. So when did you understand that you were gay? See the label I get to know about the label pretty later in this you know stage. Mm-hmm. But as I was reading the history of India and stuff so we like one of the old uh, scripture is called Mahabharata and Ramayana. so they are like really very really old scriptures and there is a very detailed description of gay characters or transgender characters there mm. so even if you just google khujraho temple you will see a lot of very graphic imagery of of gay sex mm. it was their part of the culture it was always there there's one of the god shiva his followers are you know the people who does not identify with any gender mm. so it it was there like you know so as i read through about uh, my own history about my culture and the religion and stuff i get to know even in muslims you know my sister one day she was te- telling me that you know if a man lay with another man he will be stoned to death and i'm like oh okay that sounds interesting <laughs> so you know like this is how you get to know but the label word gay gay itself like english word gay like i came to know very later on mm. was there a particular label or was there no discussion of, of of the concept i mean beyond the historical examples that you found through exploring your culture mm-hmm. there was no there's no there was no group word it said don't don't be this or this is bad and there was no word like gay so in hindi there is this word called samlangik which means um uh, same sex uh which pretty much saying that you know you're having same sex okay uh with the person you're having sex with the same um same sex and which can go for a gay man and for a lesbian woman as well cool so there is no discrimination so i knew it then so i, I knew it like okay i'm samlangik for for males okay but i think in when i came in uni that's when got in got introduced to all this new english terms and of course that time the word gay was more like an insult yeah 
rather than you know you wear it as like in a badge of honor right i mean here you can say like hey i'm a gay man and i think nobody will be you know offended but i think back then if i say i'm gay then i'll probably i'll be like probably ridiculed or bullied yeah for what it's worth it feels similar you know if i if i had told people when i was 15 that i was gay that there'd be mm. no uncertain terms that that's a risky thing to do and that a lot of people would reject you out of a you know they wouldn't even want to be associated with you a, a lot that i know that that was true for me um in high school but also you know later in primary school and you know what the saddest thing is that i was one of the worst guys going around calling everyone else gay calling everyone mm-hmm. else a faggot because i had my own problems i think that's a defense mechanism because by by doing this you're projecting an image that you are not yeah Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's exactly what I was doing. Uh it doesn't work though, and it is hilarious to look at say outspoken um people who are very anti-gay. Every time it feels like, you know, a church pastor or a Muslim, uh I want to say rabbi, but that's Jewish. I'm looking for the word mufti? No. Is that the what's one of the leaders, right? What's what's your more generic kind of cleric? Muslim cleric priest? So, like, imam is the person imam. who will be like, but then there is like more hierarchy of of those. Yeah, there's a lot. So, if you have a very anti-gay, very outspoken imam who just keeps talking about gays and doesn't talk about the rest of the Quran and the rest of Muslim world going on, it just makes you wonder why do they keep talking about us? Why is that one so fixated? Uh, <laughs> and and often I have a lived experience of the answer. Ah oh dear. I I wanted to ask you, Samlangik, did that feel negative in the way that gay felt negative or did it how was that? In Hindi that word is very neutral. Wow. It only dictates that this is a person who like to have sex with the same sex person. Right. Is it assumed that someone who's Samlangik does not have sex with the opposite sex or just it does it suggest that they like both because everybody's straight but some people are also samlangik no it i mean i think maybe i'm wrong but i did not come across any word in hindi which was for bi mm. bisexual okay maybe uh maybe could be okay but it was still neutral i mean that's fucking great if you ask me <laughs> neutral is yeah, awesome because <laughs> if you look at the history i think pretty much before british came to india it wasn't a taboo when the british yeah. came they saw all these things happening and they put like um, sodomy law mm. which was article 377 mm. and you won't believe that article 377 stayed in india for like i think more than 200 years yep it just recently in past 2 or 3 years the article 377 which was 200 year old law imposed by british was taken out by indian supreme court yeah and indian independence was how long ago independence was in 1947 right so it's been a good 75 years yep yep got that and before that absolutely there was no problem yeah in in indian tradition there are like stories about gay warriors or transgender warriors mm. and they are very important central figures mm. even some of the gods mm. so one of the god is shiva one of his form is half man half woman mm. that's his is is one of his form and that's how he's and it's called ardhanarishwar mm. which means half half nar uh, half nari which means half man half woman awesome. that means he has both genders yeah 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 oh it's fantastic it make you know you know what i'm feeling i feel sad i feel sad because i know that you know and I, this isn't going to be the white guilt thing you might be expecting my ancestors are all english um however mm. i feel sad because i know for sure that every culture at some point in time was cool with the gays and i i wonder i just wonder how much of it has been utterly destroyed by the people who decided to take an anti-gay line scapegoaters for whatever political power mm. reasons that they had and just how mm. much of us and who we are could have existed and could have been available to more of us if mm-hmm. um undoubtedly we weren't deleted by different groups in more recent you know the last couple of hundred years in particular 
I'm not a historian, though, so, you know, <laughs> feel free to email edward at uh, gaberhoodpodcast.com and tell me how I'm wrong about all of that or how I'm right about all of that, and uh, perhaps you'll snag yourself a segment on the podcast. But I encourage everyone to just search this term, Kujraho Temple Gay. Mm. You will be surprised, like, thousand years ago, people built temples and they have very graphic imaginary. I know. I've seen it. I've seen it. It's so good. <laughs> and it was out there. So, like, local people can see this. So yeah. Think about in that era, thousand years, everyone knew that, you know, being gay is not a sin. It's 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 fine because that's that's why they put it right in front of the temple. Yeah. 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 It it yeah, it really tugs at my heartstrings. Um, what could have been, you know, how normal we could have felt, how many psychological problems we could have avoided that are still yeah. so rampant. Oh dear. Alrighty, so you've covered a lot of my uh, my interests here. So generally, could you say what was the mood amongst your family uh, about the gays or gay people or you being gay? That's a very funny story. Okay, so I'll tell you one thing. I'm not out to my family. Uh, the reason, the only reason, is because I have not seen any benefit of telling them. Right. Because uh, the day when I'll see that like it's benefit, I'll definitely do that. Because I live in New Zealand and they live in India, and then you know it's just two different worlds. I think my father had a a gay encounter. I think some guy was hit on him, or he that guy touched him in inappropriately, uh-huh. and he came home very puzzled. He was so naive that you know what he was describing, he did not understand. Oh wow. <laughs> And me being his son, I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> you don't understand what is what happened with you. And my father was just hung up on that, you know. This is like he was touching weirdly to me. I'm like, and I'm like, what? Did you not understand? So that's what I'm saying. Oh wow! Some people are so oblivious. Like my father was totally oblivious. He thought like a sex can happen only between men and women. Right. Oh, yeah. bless him. Bless. Yes. <laughs> Sweet, naive he, he dad. He even thought that, you know, sex can happen between men and men because he thought like, okay, it, it just doesn't happen. Mm. Forget about like it's a sin or not. He just, he was just oblivious. It's not in his universe. Oh yeah. my God. Okay, gotcha. How old were you when he came home and related this story? I think I was uh, probably 17 or 18. So okay. Uh, uh, so that's why he shared with us as well maybe just to get his and I think me and my sister were just like constantly laughing and he had no idea like why we are laughing <laughs> and I think he got very angry like you know why we are uh, explaining he felt he, stupid and mom explained him that um, you know what this is what it is oh <laughs> yeah bless yeah. okay yeah. so I won't ask you the oh well okay so here's the coming out question did anyone's reaction surprise you um, in college, I told one of my best friend that I'm gay and the story was, I think the lecture was going on and uh, my friend was sitting next to me and I wrote something on the paper. I said, I want to tell you something. And he just below, below that sentence, he wrote, okay, what? And I said, I'm gay. And his response was, so what? What do you want me to do with this? And I tried <laughs> nothing. I was very shocked that, you know, he was like, Okay, it's not a big deal. You're making a big deal. Mm. Was that how it turned out or was that just what you thought at the time? I was actually shocked. Like, you know, he will say, no, you'll be all right. Thanks for coming to me and all those things. Turns out it that my sexuality did not matter to him at all. Right. He, he was seeing me as a person. And I expect when I come out to someone, please don't be over supportive. And please don't be under supportive. Can can people be normal? Goldilocks supportive. Get it just right, okay? <laughs> so I, I just wanted that, and I think my friend gave me that. So initially, that reaction was very shocking, surprising for me because I was expecting either he either a disgust will come, mm. or either like you know a lot of love and support, or okay, I'll give you a hug, mm. something like that will come. Yeah, I prefer a hug. Sometimes when I hear the this doesn't matter to me, it's almost like the whole I don't see color thing. And it's like, okay, but you're kind of eliminating a lot of things here that are quite important. 
mm-hmm. such as, are you worried if I'm okay? <laughs> or are we so advanced and so all loving that you just assume that I'm great because there's absolutely nothing difficult or wrong about being gay? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Was it acceptance yeah, know, or tolerance? I yeah, I think uh, the follow-up question could be, why are you telling me? Are you okay? Are you in trouble? But I think I, I forgot to give you the context. I think when the lecture was going on, me and my friend were just like joking around and stuff. So I think the mood was very light. Ah. So absolutely, um, when I came out to him, I was not under pressure. I willingly came out. Yeah, yeah. So that's the reason also he was just reacted like, nah. It's quite. It's still quite a good reaction, though, isn't it? It's really pleasant to go. Oh, you don't think this is a big deal? I love that so much. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Ah, but the good thing was uh, he maintained discretion. He did yeah. not discuss this with anyone. Beautiful. So I think he understood the sensitivity of it. Legend. Yeah, that's what we want. Listen up, allies. This is what we want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Do you remember your first crush? Ah, uh, yes. Oh, yeah. Tell us about that. How'd it go? So, I was preparing for engineering uh, colleges. So, uh, I came from a very academic family where education is, you know, the top priority. You must study very hard, you know, as the most Asian parents, Indian parents put pressure mm-hmm. on their kids. So, for me, it was either become a lawyer, doctor or engineer. I thought, okay, I'll become engineer. And when, when I was preparing for the entrance examination i was going to this coaching institute and i think that's where this guy also used to come and then it was just a very instant crush literally i felt butterflies in my stomach i'm like oh wow you know even if he, this person says hi to me i was like oh wow he said hi to me today and i'll be happy for the whole day oh did your mouth go dry <laughs> and your palms went sweaty and you couldn't think anymore yes 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 yeah oh. and um Initially, it started with, you know, of course, the physical beauty. That's how it starts. Mm-hmm. But then later on, I did see he was funny guy. He was um, living life to the fullest, not too serious. So I've seen some other qualities as well, which made me like him even more. Nice. Because good looks plus good personality. That's a winner in my books. Yes, exactly. There you go. So, yeah, was my first crush. Did you get to confess your feelings to him? No, because I think again it was like uh, we were just friends. But I knew that if I if I tell him that you know this is this is the thing, mm. then he's gonna freak out. Because hey, I was living in Bhopal. I mean, it's a small town, mm. so mm. nobody would understand that. So, on the one hand, you suspected that it probably wouldn't be returned, and on the other hand, you definitely didn't want to risk the friendship. Exactly, and also like you know, why I should risk my own social image or that, you know, if I tell him that, then, you know, he will probably tell. So, I was just, I was very smart about this. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'm getting that sense from you, Shake. <laughs> to be honest. You're a very, like, emotionally intelligent, balanced, or, like, well-rounded kind of guy. It seems to me anyway, we'll dig into your dirty laundry, I'm sure, at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I've made mistakes. I've made mistakes. But, but interesting story is that... When I had a crush on him, I imagined something, you know, it would be nice if I live with this guy uh, and I will do these things and stuff. And I used to have a lot of those stories. And you know what? What happened? Mm. Ten years later, I completed my engineering, moved to Delhi. He completed his engineering and moved to Delhi and we reconnected and we were flatmates. And that's when I confessed my feelings to him. Ooh, okay. It did not go well. No. <laughs> no. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, but I think there was a lot of attraction from him. Like he wouldn't even eat dinner without me. Mm. Like, you know, he will wait for me. Even if I'm coming like, you know, around 10, mm. uh, he'll like, okay, I'll wait for you. I'm mm. like, no, it does not make sense. He's like, no. Uh, we're going to eat together. Oh, he had a strong bromance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a routine that, you know, I'll come from office, he'll come from office. And then we'll probably give each other like, you know, head massage. Very intimate head massage. I mean, like I had, you know. <laughs> you had a great time, no doubt. Yeah, both both ways, I'm sure. Full on and then he could feel it and he did not say anything. So, I think he was one of those gays that um, don't put a label. 
just do it really and for me consent is very important wait like so you used to join like we we were sharing a room we were like all the flatmates but we were sleeping in the same room and uh-huh. our beds were joined together uh-huh. like it's it was this but for me i needed a verbal confirmation i don't like all these signs and gestures or all those things for game me, playing right game be, playing and yes, hiding it has to be consensual said it in words yeah explicit but i think i think he was not brave enough to admit but you think he was gay oh definitely i think so or at least bisexual at least bisexual sure yeah yeah yeah, yeah. huh wow that is wow that was a roller coaster i'm sorry it didn't work out it sounds real nice but at least you got the experience that you got and it wasn't bad yeah cuz imagine like you know when i was 15 or 16 i had a dream that dream did come true yeah exactly how i imagined so yeah <laughs> oh, that's super cute i've got this question what gay stuff are you into today i actually don't know like what is a gay stuff i mean you just do your stuff i mean i like reading books but then everyone reads books i like gaming but so as straight guys like gaming right So um I mean I have interest in plants but I I think everyone has interest in plants I you can't say that you know what's what's the thing and stuff Yeah sure it sounds like you have no specifically gay label interests Yeah I mean I definitely don't like you know RuPaul Drag Race it's because I I just don't relate to it I'm like mm, okay fine it's it's there but it's not my thing Right 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 so that's the next question do you dislike any gay stuff And I mean not only movies and content it could be anything. You could have a gripe or a or a, <laughs> a gripe or a, or a dislike of anything that's related to gay stuff. I think this whole drag race culture which is very everyone quotes that and um, you know if you're gay you have to be sassy. Yeah. You have to be this, you have to be quick-witted, yeah. you have to insult people. Yeah. No, it's no, no, not at all. Mm. You have to be kind no matter what you're gay, straight, lesbian, whatever you are mm. what i dislike about you know those dialogues that you see in uh drag race because drag queens are sassy but it's a part of an act mm. which is for entertainment you mm. don't have to do that mm. in your real life you don't have to be sassy all the time mm. that's the just the don't things things i don't like i think i went on a date with this person and i think he was constantly roasting me initially it was fun Okay fine but then after that it was like okay but what else is there like you know yeah you just putting like you know rupon drag race from episode from season 1 to season 8 or i don't know yeah what. i yeah. think the way i framed this with someone else recently was that it's okay to be sassy and to be a drag queen and do you but we you may be finding that a lot of gay guys seem to uh quote unquote be gay in a gay way that isn't authentic they're just doing it because they think that it's the right thing to do because they're gay is that what you're yeah. saying yes exactly it's like whatever the meme culture that you see people try to live those memes in their life yeah like they literally impersonate them yeah And I'm like you don't have to do that that's for entertainment yeah. it's a totally different person I kind of had my little <laughs> gay exploratory phase when I was like 16 17 I got a mohawk cut into my hair uh at the hairdresser and I bleached it uh so that it was peroxide blonde Um, oh wow. <laughs> the first time I went to uh, a gay bar, uh, well one of the very first times, I took a straight friend who was just another guy like me, like we were mm. kind of quite guyish guys. We went clubbing and I ran into uh, forgive me, but I'm just going to use the generic terms like those gays. And I just felt so out of place, so uncomfortable and so did my friend and I was like, "You know what I should do? I should fucking go buy a slim fitting pink polo shirt and tighter jeans and come back and try again and i did <laughs> and t- by total <laughs> chance i ran into the same those gays it was some other mm-hmm. like uh early 20s i think there was like a gaggle of five of these guys and and bless them they're just living their lives i'm not trying to judge mm-hmm. them but they one of them actually took me aside and is like head i see what you've done here and i just want to say like I'm sorry if we made you feel bad or something but you should do you. This doesn't seem like you and if we had something to do with that I- I'm sorry but like 
yeah, this doesn't seem like you. And I was like, wow. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. And so at least he was real with me the second time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But I know there are some, it's it's more like culture that, you know, not culture, sorry, wrong word. Uh, trends that, you know, if you're gay, then you, you must do these things. You must have um, white sneakers or skimpy jeans. Yeah. Or you must have six pack abs. Yeah. or great body or things like that. Yeah. No. You know, so many guys come to me in my coaching business because I help predominantly uh, gay people, gay men and non-binary and queer people through Brown Bear Coaching. So many of them are like, oh, you know, you've got to live up to the gay standards. And it's like, what are you talking about? And they're like, six-pack abs, this, this, that. I know exactly what they're talking about, but I say, what are you talking about to suggest surely surely you can't believe that this is all of us that we're all actually going around policing this and expecting this and wanting this what i find is that quote unquote all of us are going around complaining that that feels like what the situation is boys all we have to do is cut it out as soon as you're ready stop demanding anything from anyone we can just encourage each other to be exactly who we are as soon as we want to we can find ourselves and be ourselves as soon as we want to if there are people trying to enforce some kind of vibe or trend uh, upon you fuck them if you don't want to hang with them don't hang with them believe me there's tons of all kinds of gays out there exactly see if you want to wear like it is skimpy jeans. Wear it because you want to. Yeah. Not because other want to. Yeah. See, there's a difference. We should do things for like, you know, if if, if you like to do it or not. Yeah. If you, you know, feel trapped by people's up. expectations, just yeah. spend some time with yourself. Reconnect with yourself. Fall in love with yourself yeah. again. Take yourself out yeah. shopping. Buy the clothes that make you feel the way you want to feel. Exactly. 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 That's the point. Um, <laughs> You don't have to wear pink to to be gay. Or no. It didn't gay, work like, for me. <laughs> <laughs> you should actually post like, if you have the pictures uh, from that oh, area. You you're so right. Fuck, you've called me out now. I'll see if I can find <laughs> them. I think they're on Facebook. Oh dear. Yeah. Oh, I know the one, and oh, it's hurting me because I know that my face is kind of just. It says everything. It's a mix between like sourpuss and unhappy. <laughs> it's not no, pretty. I see it. Oh god damn it. Okay, just for yeah. you shake and just for the listeners, I'm going to get vulnerable and I'm going to try and find that high school photo. How do you meet gays? Um the usual <laughs> I mean um grinder, tinder, bumble. There's so plenty of apps. I mean, yep. See, when I was a kid, I was very hopeful about uh, my future life because I knew that I was from Bhopal. There was no internet. But when I heard like, okay, internet is coming. And I was like, yes, that's my moment. Right. I'm going to shine once, um, you know, internet is on its full capacity. Yeah. Because I thought like things will be easier. God, I was wrong. Things become more complicated now. Oh, no. Yes. (laughs) Because I thought like within the internet, like people will be more connected. But I think now we are more disconnected Mm. because it has become so easy. Like, you know, you think, okay, with this person, it didn't work. Let's just move on to the next because it's so easily available. Yep. And we treat each other like we're not people on those apps. Yeah. Yeah. So We treat ourselves like we're not people on those apps. Exactly. So in economics, there is a rule. Uh, It's about if something is rare you value it. If it's something is not rare, it's available in abundance, then right. you don't value it. Right. Which is true because you value diamonds more and iron less because iron is more available. It's everywhere. Mm. Same thing has happened with Digi Connections because you can just mm. and you can find anyone Yeah. for whatever you want. You, if you want NSSX or if you just want to meet for coffee, this, that. Yeah. I mean, the proof's in the pudding right now, right? We didn't have to hang out today. We're hanging out because we're recording a podcast. I don't know about you, but I'm having a lovely time connecting with you. And dating and like sex is not on the cards. But I'm still just enjoying valuing you, spending time with you, getting to know you properly as a person. 
Yeah. And yeah, we just don't do that a lot. We don't prioritize that. We don't make time for it. And guess what? If you don't do that, you won't get it. You won't experience it. Exactly. And that's my second point. Explain me one thing that why on Grindr or or on any dating app, why everyone has either the expectation of having sex or being in relationship. Why is just these, just these two things? Yeah. Why you just don't want to be just go and have coffee and become friends or things like that. Yeah. And the truth is people do actually. A lot of us are lonely. A lot of us would love to make a new friend. Even, you know, it doesn't have to be a new best friend. But if you are lonely and two of you people are lonely, here's a grinder profile kind of blurb that I've recommended to some people. Hey, usually I'm on here looking for sex. Right now I'm on here looking for friends. If you're not lonely and not interested, don't talk to me today. (laughs) It gets to the point, right? And it's just like... I want to meet people for friendship and I'm not fucking around. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. But most people don't even read like, you know, their profile description. They just see you picture and then just message. Yeah. Oh, well, hit that block button liberally. It's not personal. Just just use it. It's so much effort that, you know, and blocking someone is probably, okay, see, I see myself. I find it very rude to block someone. Do you? It's like. You know, uh, uh, until unless that, you know, they have done something wrong or they have opened up with a sexual picture, which is like inappropriate. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like, again, you have to put so much effort and how much can you know a person behind the screen? Yeah. That's the biggest problem with the app, right? You're not really meeting a person. You're meeting like a digital curation of a person. And even if they're trying their hardest to be authentic, there are mm. there are whole podcasts and, and, and places dedicated to let's help build your profile. And the person's just like, I just really want to come across as me. And everyone sits around going, hmm, this is difficult. <laughs> that tells you everything you need to know about the current capacity of the of the platform. I have no idea what to say. Like after asking like, hi, how are you? I have no idea what to do. Here you go. Hey, I hate texting. Would you mind calling instead? I know this is unusual. Or hey, I hate texting. Can I visit you for coffee? Like, no expectations, but I just want to talk to you in real life. Just say that. Just say that. Yeah. If we treated Um, the apps this way, we would very quickly meet each other, know that we were available. We more or less wanted sex or friends or both, and then we would just go meet and turn the app off. That would be great. Exactly. That's great. That's worth paying for. That's a service that works. Hopefully. It doesn't guarantee anything, but at least we stop fucking around with all the game playing and treating each other horribly on the apps. If you you want to titillate yourself and look up porn, don't play games with people, please. Just find find your own courtesy and decency. It's okay if you do it or you have done it. I'm I'm not trying to, like, curse anybody. But you know you wouldn't like to be treated that way. So don't treat other people that way. Exactly. And I think our technology has improved, but I think we, we haven't improved as, as we should have. Mm, Maybe the technology just isn't where we need it to be. Maybe VR will break this out. We can actually be ourselves or deliberately not be ourselves in VR. I think there's many applications for dating with VR. I mean, there is options available for like a quick one minute video call is there. I mean, it's just, it's not that hard, you know, just you can just do this. Yeah. And then and people send their pictures. I mean, come on. Uh, pictures <laughs> are deceiving. Somebody will send their worst yes. picture. Somebody will send their the best pictures. Yep. He's really good at texting, but... What you're saying now is super, super familiar, I'm sure, to everyone who is listening. And my suggestion is this. Ask for what you really want, and then just, if they don't deliver it or cannot deliver it, move on. Whether you block them or not, up to you. But, like, don't hang around. And when you're tired of it and you tried for 20 minutes and you're just done, just close it, dude. Just close it for the rest of the day. You do not have to be on there. You've given it a shot. Good for you. You know, these really are Hail Marys, like... Oh God, please, I hope someone decent is on there today and will talk to me properly. <laughs> it's the exception I rather know. than the rule, right? That's okay. Just treat it that way. And there are some rules like, I don't know where these rules, who invented these rules? Like if somebody messages you, you should not reply immediately. You should reply like, no, oh my God, so because stupid. Then it look like that you have a life. And I'm like, what? stupid, stupid, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's like we are complicating our life deliberately. Yeah. And then we complained about 
that you know our life is complicated but it's the first place that you complicated yourself yeah i would just simply call someone and you know ask some questions not too directly but you know and then just just take it from there yeah i like that man i like that currently we're talking about app dating uh do you have any other dating struggles or what else about gay dating do you want to talk about i think there is a lot of expectations about how you look how the other person sees you can you be more specific so especially in my case i used to find dating like really stressful i was like if i'm going on a date i'm like oh my god i have to get ready probably wear my best perfume and stuff this is me like you know two or three years ago now i just can just go on sweatpants and you know on date i have no issues <laughs> But earlier I was like no I have to look in certain way I have to impress this person it's it's almost like I'm going for a job interview right um and I think most people have just just this similar mindset as me that you know you're they're going on a on an interview they want to impress the person well you may succeed to impress the person but your date will have a different perception of you and when they will find their realities they are two different things right so if you don't wear your awesome perfume every day they're going to be they're going to fall for or be interested in a version of you that isn't the version of you that you truly want to be yeah exactly oh, exactly don't do that yeah but by the same token i'm definitely guilty of being a lazy casual slob sometimes <laughs> Do you think that dating has a little bit of an expectation? It's like, come on, put a little bit of effort in. Like, I want to see oh, your good yes, side. Yes, definitely. Come on, put a little bit of an effort. You know, at least take a shower. If you oh, my God. <laughs> if you don't take a shower and you didn't agree to that beforehand, that is <laughs> it's a crime. Yeah. yeah. I think, um, like we discussed about clothing earlier, that, you know, just wear whatever is comfortable to you. But if you think that, you know, you can meet your parents or <laughs> your colleagues in that attire, that at least you should apply that yardstick to the first date to any date or the first date or yeah for the first date okay so it has to be clothes that you would be happy to see their parents in or your own parents in or your, your own your parents body. or your, your own colleagues. colleagues okay so i like that read this amazing quote that somebody says you know you should always wear a nice pair of underwear because you never know when you will take your pants off and i'm like mm-hmm. i'm going to apply this to my <laughs> yeah this is this is wisdom <laughs> yes, I always make sure that whenever I go on a date, I wear honest, a nice pair of underwear. <laughs> ah, or what about none? What about no underwear? Better than daggy I mean, underwear? Works. Yeah, that works too as well. You just mm. go commando in your birthday suit. I yeah. Mean, yes. I mean, the human body is beautiful. It is. Yeah. 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 All right, cool. Dating. Anything else you want to say on dating? No, I think pretty much, I think I find it very complicated. It's... It's like um, what to say, what not to say, what topics we should discuss, what topics we should not discuss. Uh, I think a lot of people prepare about they rehearse that you know uh, based upon the the person they are dating. So if the person they are dating or they are going to date date on that person has happened to be very hot, then you know you will prepare more. You will probably prepare like conversation, what you're going to have conversation topics and stuff. I know one of my friend he actually create notes. Wow. and topics that he like wants to discuss and I'm like oh my god wow does it help him feel more relaxed or just like that he has something interesting to talk about i think it's a good thing because it looks like that you're putting in some effort but here is a difference you put this effort if it makes you happy and it's not stressful mm. if it makes you stressful don't do that mm. yeah i like that so i do put effort like if i'm going to meet a person like this evening i'm going on a date Nice. I I I prepared a little bit that you know what I know about this person and etc. So that's my preparation. But I'm not going to over prepare for it. I'm not stressed about it. Sure. Because then I have something to talk about. If if this person is feeling uncomfortable, then at least I have some some topics which which you know I can I can cover. Absolutely. So, and you know what? Most people really enjoy talking about themselves. If you have yeah. a genuine interest in them, just ask questions exactly and if they don't shut the fuck up <laughs> and let you talk <laughs> tell them to <laughs> yep yep absolutely yeah, yeah it's got to feel comfortable and good i would have no problem you know probably a lot of people would hate me for this and i'd be a terrible dater but i'd just be like hey can i talk for a bit <laughs> 
I'd just say that <laughs> and they'd be like, oh, my God. And if they freak out, yeah, fine, sure. But I would roll with it. But, yeah, if I'm really strongly feeling something and it feels okay and appropriate to, like, just let them know, hey, I'm feeling a certain way, I will. Mm-hmm. Don't bottle it all up inside. If you're not a match, you kind of want to find out, right? That's the point of the date. If you hate each other and you're completely different in a bad way and you're just having the worst time and they don't smell good to you, you want to know that stuff so that you can just finish the date respectfully and find yeah. another one before long, right? If somebody says this thing to me that, hey, can I talk for a bit? Yeah. I will actually take it as a compliment. Because I will take it like this person is actually interested and now he wants to open up. So I'll be then, you know, completely shut up then. And then I'll be like, okay, you you just talk, I'll listen. Oh, bless you. Yeah. yeah. Good. That's a lovely yeah. attitude. Because, of course, if you respect the person that you're dating and they express a desire to you, you want to try and fulfill it, right? Exactly. Like, you know, mindset is very important in dating. Like, you know, if you go with the mindset, if you take everything on ego, then you, ugh, no. Yeah. I think there's been some artificial mooing in your background like four times now. Do you have a digital cow in your room? Um, no, absolutely. What is it? What is that noise? It goes, and then it goes. I have no idea. It, it might be like, you know, my computer's fan. Oh, it is, must be the fan spinning up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. was, that, was that racist? Was me saying, is it a digital cow? racist i don't think so (laughs) (laughs) thank you thank you so much um it seriously sounds like a digital cow like a toy or something i was like i hope it is because that is the cutest thing i've ever heard of but yeah computer (laughs) fan that's boring yeah oh well at least we got to the bottom of it is that this because it could be like you know my phone no that's your phone on vibrate which you should have turned off earlier yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> We're going to round everything off as we always do Always do with shame. You know, you're coming across as a super open-hearted, pleasant, well-rounded guy to talk to. Do you have any shame? Do you experience shame? Oh, yes, definitely. What's it like? I think shame is a very uh, natural feeling and emotion and trust me if you don't if you if you don't feel it then you know it's, it's something is wrong. Even wronger. Yeah. yeah. Yes, then it's like, okay, no, no, no. Psychopaths, right? Yeah, I think um, my past choices about things, never about my sexuality. I think I'm very proud of that. Never. It's funny the way you phrase it, right? You're proud that you never felt shame. But to most people, it's kind of beyond their control. You know, we get shamed by others. So, of course, we felt it. But I guess it just never happened? No, I mean... You didn't shame yourself, you mean? Yeah, I didn't shame myself. You didn't reject uh, yourself. I didn't beat myself. I didn't beat myself that, you know, why am I gay? Why yeah. God? Why did you have to choose me? No, no, no bullshit. I always said thank you so much because oh. being gay is a blessing. I can have sex with men. <laughs> <laughs> it is awesome. <laughs> it is awesome. When you get it right. Yeah. But I think shame is about, for me, about like my past choices, uh, some of the mistakes that I've made, mm. few things I didn't know. There was a time that I was just running after sex only. Mm. And that phase was not very nice. Mm. Uh, I would spend like, you know, hours and hours on Grindr. Yeah. To find a, find a guy. Did you ever go cruising in parks and do shady stuff in toilets? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And I did compromise my standards a lot of time. And then I was, I feel ashamed after doing that. Mm. But now I think I am... I'm being more kind to myself. I'm like, okay, maybe that time I was not mature enough to understand those things. Mm-hmm. So you grew, you grew out of that because again, a lot of gay dudes are, are kind of in this zone. They they struggle with the casual sex thing and having kind of sex that part of them really doesn't want to have. How did you how did you transition away from it? What changed for you? Sorry, I didn't understand your question. If you so, there's a lot of guys out there that are still kind of in this phase of having casual sex that they don't. Part of them really doesn't want to have. Sure, they want to have the sex, but like they feel like they're doing it for bad reasons, or the result that they consistently get is not what they want, and they know that, but they do it anyway. Is that how you felt? 
I think there's mixture of a lot of things. So I was talking to this guy on Grinder, and he was saying that you know, oh, in past one month he hooked up with fifty guys or something, and mm-hmm. he explained that you know this is just like fast food, you know, which is not good for you, but you're just eating it because you're hungry. So I think a if you relate sex to the validation, then it's wrong because you think if I can have sex with this person, that means I'm good looking. Yeah, that's a wrong mindset. Yeah, I used to have that. I used to value my worth based upon the people that I'm sleeping with. Oh, there we go. Thank you. Thank you so much just for saying that and letting it be true and accepting that about yourself. Second thing was for intimacy. Everyone wants intimacy. NSSX is probably this is again this is my opinion. I think NSSX is the fastest way to get this intimacy without actually putting the effort. Mm. because you're intimate with this person you can act like you know you're having sex with your boyfriend but then after that you know once sex is over then you're like okay please go yeah so i think people find it very easy you know to get this intimacy yeah so how did you escape the trap of your sense of self-worth and value and validation was reliant on the pleasing other people or obtaining sex or securing sex with others How did you break that? How did you break out of that? And and what did that look like? To be honest, I got tired. And I think everyone in their lifetime they will realize when they get tired. They will finally understand. Oh, okay. This isn't you know? this isn't a road that is taking me somewhere good. Yes. Right. Because you will realize I've been doing this. I've been living this life for past 6 years, 7 years, 10 years, 20 years and still I have no result. Mm. that's when you will realize mm. and that's why i said when you will get tired of this lifestyle then you will change mm. did you find a different way to love yourself and give yourself the the love and intimacy and secureness and connection that you were really seeking see uh that's another topic because that i don't understand like you know the whole self love concept yeah um i do understand that you know i should put priority to myself and i think for me the definition of self love is that i will not compromise with my choices right yeah for other person it could be something else but yeah. i think that's my definition of self love it sounds like what you said is i won't compromise myself yes like if if i want this this is non negotiable right and that absolutely comes from a place of self love because the op- to to compromise yourself <laughs> is to give up on yourself and and like you I'll take that thing because it makes me feel good even though I know it's not good for me. So if your life attitude is to say I will only do things that are good for me and I will not accept things that are not you you must be a very self-loving person. Not only self-loving but taking action to make it true and that makes it true. Mhm. Yeah. Yep. And nice. I brought that change because initially I used to go to like I think gay cruising places and stuff and like i said earlier like you know for me sex was equals to self worth and i'm like no <laughs> no 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 yeah, i'm uh, i'm glad that you broke out of it man it's a, it's a dark place for a lot of people casual sex for high sex drive people are doing it because in a self loving way is absolutely cool and okay as well in my books um but i find most people yeah are doing a bit of looking for validation looking for connection in all the wrong places and they wish they could break out of it <laughs> as soon as possible yeah i think everyone has this epiphany or their wake up call luckily my wake up call was not with any accident or anything some people right. learn this lesson hard way right right i just i just i just i was just doing the life audit and i think this is a very good thing every person should do at the end of the year a life audit of themselves. Oh yeah. See what has worked, what has not. Mm. Um and bring the changes. I literally thought that I've been doing this for so long. What have I achieved? And I'm like, okay, I've not achieved anything. Um so maybe I should need to change my strategy mm. and my mindset. Mm. And that's the reason absolutely if if things uh which are non-negotiable for me um no matter what how hot the guy is i will not negotiate on those things mm. so nice. because this is where you're picking yourself first yeah loving yourself first 
There you go. It's not selfish, especially if we all do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love I love everyone enough to say to you, love yourself first. Don't compromise for me. Don't try to please me. Do you really think that I want you to compromise yourself so that I get what I want? No. Don't make me the thief of your well-being. Look after yourself. I, that's what I want. You want to please me? Love yourself. Look after yourself. And then if mm-hmm. we like hanging out with each other or even if we like having sex, let's do that. But love yourself. Mm-hmm. It's not selfish. You want to move on to the zany question round? Let's bring it on. All right, here we go. Do you like coffee? Yes. Do you like anal sex? Yes. Pick one, centaurs or mermaids? Centaur. Sexually? Yes, definitely. Ooh, okay. (laughs) What shoes are you wearing? Uh, Right now, nothing. Okay. Pop music or another genre? I'm from India, so I like my Bollywood music. Ah, nice. What's your usual Macca's order? Probably just Mac chicken burger and, you know, fries. Very basic. All right. What is the most stereotypically gayest thing about you? Clothing. I make sure when I leave through my house, I look good. <laughs> that gives me confidence. You never know when you're going to run into your parents or your date's parents, right? <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I must look. It's, it's pretty much if I leave the house, I'm, I'm like, you know, dressed up. Okay. Yep, always. What's the most stereotypically straightest thing about you? I like cricket. If I identified as an omnisexual uni being, would you accept me? I have no issue. Whatever float your boat. I mean, <laughs> do that. <laughs> nice. Red apples or green? Red apples, yeah. Oh, controversial. Do you gamble? Uh, yes, on grinder a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Invested a lot in that guy's. <laughs> That's the gamble, <laughs> you know. Cereal, toast, or none? Toast. Toast. Who's sexier, Bigfoot or a male Tinkerbell? Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Why? It's funny and, you know, there's some mystery and it's, yeah. Right. Who knows what's under those big dreadlocks, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, why not? <laughs> Probably big feet, but then what else? Exactly. I want to find out, you know. <laughs> What car do you drive? I don't have a car, but I recently bought a car. So I bought a Ford Puma. So I'm excited for that. Nice. How many pairs of underwear do you own? Oh my God. Uh, Easily probably 30 or 40. (laughs) Have you ever done drugs? Oh, yes. I've smoked marijuana. Okay. Why? See, if somebody tells me not to do this, I'll definitely do it. And my life's, you know, my, my theory of life is, you know, you must try everything once. Right. Because then, you know, later on, you will say that, you know, oh, only if I have tried, I would have known. I'm like, so, okay, I just don't want to leave this option in my life. Would you also apply that to hard drugs, say meth or heroin? No, because then I know what are the side effects are. Safety is important. At the end, it's your body. Okay, so try anything once, but in relation to safety. Yeah, I always do research that, you know, what, what are the, you know. Ah, so you try anything that you consider for yourself safe enough. Once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's up to my opinion. I mean, I could be wrong, but then, yeah, I, I, I try to make like a logical decision based upon the information gotcha. available. Gotcha. I mean, I, I have not smoked feed, I think, till I was 28 or 29 or something. Okay. So, yeah. Cool. Is there anything else that you wish to tell us about your underwear? <laughs> um, I keep changing my style and I'm not into jock straps. At all, but I like to see other people in jock straps. Is that because you're a top, or you just like the style, or I find it jock straps very uncomfortable. I once I had one jock strap, and I'm like, oh my god, this is why people put themselves through this because <laughs> I was constantly adjusting the underwear. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to be digging around in there, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I have an obsession with white underwear, so I really like them. <laughs> so, what happens when we die? What happens when we die? Yeah. We rot. I mean, then we are forgotten after some time, pretty much. There's that cow again. <laughs> yes, that's the that's the fans. It's definitely the fans. <laughs> yeah. All right. Last question. Do you love me? I mean, I don't know. I can't say right now. <laughs> but yes, as a person, you are a kind person. Yes, I would say I love you. Oh, thank you. 
Thank you, Sheikh. This has been an absolute pleasure. I really enjoyed this, Ed. G'day, party animals. Ed here with a final word. I want to let you know that you can follow along. Uh, I'm on Instagram at Gaberhood Podcast. You can email me about the podcast at edward at gaberhoodpodcast.com. I would really love it. If you love the project and what it's about, to please share it with your friends. Drop me an email. uh, Drop me a DM with any uh, questions, queries, comments, and feedback. And you can drop a review on the platform of your choice. If you are hugely behind the mission and the ethos um, of the show and you're enjoying it, you can buy me a coffee or more per month equivalent through Patreon. I've set that up at patreon.com forward slash Gaberhood podcast. Any help is much appreciated.